Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey Smashers. This is a belting episode with my friend Alexa Mason. She's a master of all trades, including opera singer, acting, aerialisting, dangling off ropes. She's a coper with various massive ailments, and she's a former dabbler in mixed martial arts. Of course she is. She's just an all-round badass, and I can't wait for you to meet her. I don't know if you watched the proms and or saw that gif that went viral of one of the opera singers giving the camera an absolutely filthy little brilliant wink. That's Alexa, that is. (laughs) Anyway, here you are. And thanks for being here. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell other people about it. You have my huge gratitude if you're doing that. Rate, review, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. I've got a bit of sad news, then a bit of great news about the hoovering lives uh, that were coming up in the autumn. So I've had to take some of these tour dates out of the diary. Long story short, my schedule's gone absolutely off the chart since Edinburgh and it's everything I can do to keep the weekly podcast going out to you at the moment. And the live shows are a much bigger time and energy effort and also other work has come up that's clashed with when some of them were going to be on. But the good news is there is still going to be one massive, brilliant, awesome, lovely live show in Manchester on the 13th of October at the Lowry, which is so cool. So if you're anywhere near there, please come. It's 2 till 4pm because I've booked the most brilliant, brilliant guests. I'm announcing them officially to you now. There's my fellow bloody Edinburgh Comedy Award Best Show nominee, uh, comedian Amy Gledhill, 
if you don't know her, you are going to fall for her. Scottish poet laureate who lives and lectures in Manchester, author of The Red Dust Road, Jackie Kay, and a brilliant local playwright who used to be in Chumbawamba, no less. The excellently named Alice Nutter. What a panel. I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. And there will be more live dates from November and December coming soon, but that is the next and only live show coming up for now. So please come. Go to livenation.co.uk and search for Hoovering. If you want discount tickets to those live shows, as well as perhaps loads of extra content and other treats and perks, and you've got some spare money and like funding podcasts, go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and see how you can maybe help us in a way that means I can help you too. My stand up show, Hench, which got a best show nomination for what used to be called the Perrier and now is called the Dave Edinburgh Comedy Award, is going to be at the Soho Theatre in London. It's sold out in October now for those various London dates, but it's at the Soho in January for three weeks. And there's still loads of tickets for that, I think, especially on weeknights. So maybe get someone a ticket as a harrowing or exciting Christmas present, depending on their opinion of my comedy. Right, admin complete. So here are Alexa and I. I cooked her something I love to cook all the time for lunch at my place in Catford. It's a rainy Monday, actually. Last rainy Monday. This one just gone. Here we are. So what I've done, Alexa, is... Oh, actually, I was going to ask all the things that you are... I've got opera singer, actor, athlete, rope dangling. What's that officially called? Oh, well, I would say that's an uh, aerial um, performer. Rope. Aerial mm. performer. Amateur. I hasten to add. Well, Thank you. so has somebody got that as their only full-time job? Yeah, people people are aerialists. <sighs> aerialists? Yes. I think that sounds like the sort of thing you could use as an insult, though. Do you not think it sounds a bit like you, fucking aerialist? I mean, it's got Sounds like someone's got their head in the clouds, doesn't it? racial undertones. What does it? Aerialist. It sounds a little bit too too close to aerialism. Aerialist. Oh, dear. That's awkward. This looks horrific, but I wanted us to try it because of your veganism. And also, you do sort of a bit of vegan influencing. I'm a big influencer, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, also, you've got some exceptional and wacky ailments, but we'll come back to this. I bought, I bought us, because you're vegan, and I flirt with it, a veggie jerky, plant-based meat-free Ooh, jerky my. to try as a starter with over 20% protein. Okay. Black bean sauce flavour. I'll be honest, I've had a look and I'm sad. Oh. Um... To look at, I'm quite sad. It doesn't... Oh, okay. Um, it's brown. Yes. Oh, God, I need to get a picture of it. it it's brown. It's just a little cubic cube oh, of brown. Um, oh, um, okay. I, usually my hands are so unphotogenic that I think, oh, I feel sorry for photographing things in my hands, but actually my no, hands in this are case, so much prettier than this. Much right, a... it's going in my mouth. Oh, oh. fuck. How did they made it so hard? It's a little bit like... Hmm, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's very sweet. If damp cardboard committed a hate crime, <laughs> and was very sweet afterwards. Oh, God. I mean, I'm eating a whole piece. What the fuck is in it? There's a lot of sugar in that. Yeah. Wow. It's almost like pudding. That's mad that it's not higher up the list. Can't see sugar on the list. <laughs> Textured vegetable proteins, soya mm. protein, soya flour, wheat protein, cornstarch. Soya sauce, sorbitol, what's that, sweetener? That's sweetener. Soya oil, maltose, sugar, pea powder, black pepper, salt, spices, onion powder, cornstarch, yeast extract, licorice powder. Oh, that's everything you want in a snack, isn't it? Citric acid <laughs> flavouring and white pepper. Oh, I'm um, 
I don't know what I was expecting it to be like. It doesn't taste as bad as it looks. Yeah, that is, and that's true. But and I suppose if you were like looking for some genuinely like needed a protein. So yeah, I've had protein balls taste more disgusting than that. That's very true. Yeah. Um. Right. Okay. Well, that was an experience. Thank you. Um. And our mains is um a Nigel Slater recipe with um spicy tomato chickpeas. It's one of the things I cook all the time. I've actually made it on the podcast before, but it flew so under the radar because it was outshone by another food or a more funny food mm. that I've made it again. Mm. Basically stops us ever getting ill. Mm. Excellent. That's what I want. Got loads of um, ginger in it. Mm. And chilli and garlic. And then on top, really, really slow-cooked onions with cumin and uh, cashews. Do you have quite a ASMR following for your podcast of, you know, people, people that, that really... listen to eating? Mm, and, no. and crinkling and rustling. No. Hashtag, not that I know of. Hashtag ASMR. Is it you rustling? Hashtag ASMR crinkle. Is it? Mm-hmm. We can do that. Of course you know all the different classifications of pervert, Alexa. What a pervert. Mm-hmm. Um, pervert. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. I've um, I've fucked with the recipe and added a bit of roasted peppers. I had a couple going off. How do you feel about that? I, I feel very excited about that. I don't want them to feel sad and thrown away, cast aside because they're past their best. Um, I am. I'm never going to make stuff on purpose for the eating perverts because I'd much rather be able to um, have people not. Because uh, there's also the opposite, isn't there, where people have got like a huge phobia of eating mm, noise. Absolutely. And obviously this just isn't a podcast for them. I kind of feel that the ASMR crowd aren't proper perverts as such. I think they just kind of really dig certain sounds and textures mm. and noises. A bit like people that are into the pimple popper stuff, which is definitely not what we should start talking no, about. No, let's leave that there. I know Ooh. exactly what you're on about. Mm. No, I've watched people pouring golden sand into moulds and squidging it and squishing it and stuff on YouTube. And that there is something mesmeric mm. about it. something very satisfying. Mm. Yeah, but I'm not keen to wank. No, I don't listen to a date chewing and go, oh, yeah, I can imagine what that mouth's going to do. Mm. Also, I don't... <laughs> I think the majority of people don't like the sound of eating a bit. Mm. So I try... To cut out any real <laughs> business. <laughs> also, we've got quite an uncrunchy dinner. I think we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, do you like it? I do, yes. Good. I've got some puddings from um, Audi because they've just randomly got a little vegan aisle that came in on I'm Sunday. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, I want to know how all the things you do affect how you eat one by one. Singer? Singer. Is it, is it true you can't have any milk? It's, uh, I've always been a non-singery singer. I think there's a, there's a big, you know, stereotype that the singers are all there going, oh, I couldn't possibly have that chocolate. It might affect my vocal cords. Mm. I think most of the successful singers I know are, you know, they're reasonably careful, but they don't sit there avoiding stuff they like. What's the stuff that you stereotype? Because I don't know. Is it dairy that you're meant to stereotypically avoid? Dairy has a reputation for sometimes, um, you know, creating a bit too much mucus around the vocal cords. Um, I've heard that around voiceovers yeah, as well. People yeah. are like, oh, are you sure you want a coffee? And it you're like, makes it um, sound a bit kind of yes? cloying and oh, thick. right. And not as clear. But, you know, I used to, before I went vegan, I was okay with dairy. I didn't find it mm. affected me that much. Yeah. Maybe it did. I don't know. But Yeah. You're not going to know. Uh, did I read somewhere that you're not going to have pineapple or if somebody um, yanked my chain, Alexa? Mm. Mm, pineapple's great. 
Mm. Is it? Pineapple's fantastic. If anything, it makes you definitely a better singer. I think pineapple makes you a better person. <laughs> um, <laughs> just better all around. It's supposed to make genitals taste nicer as well, isn't it? Mm, I believe so. I think that's a load of bollocks. Literally, have you ever tasted any cheers that tasted a pineapple? I don't think I've tasted any that tasted a pineapple. Sorry, Mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely certain flavours that yeah. can, you know, even just in general, like in somebody's pores, you know, exuding mm. garlic and onion and, yeah, you know, heavy spices. And, you know, definitely I feel that people that eat a lot of kind of meat do, you know, exude a slightly different kind of... Really? Scent when they sweat. Ugh. It depends how sensitive you are with kind they of... They call it the meat sweats, don't they? Mm. When people, yeah. But I thought people... That's literally meant someone's just eaten too yeah. much meat. Yeah. Like they barbecued themselves mm. or... Not literally. Oh, I've said it wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've gone to a barbecue and outdone themselves on the meat, meat, meat. The meat, meat, meat. Uh, meat sweats. Ugh. Do you think you've got a really vegan nose now, though? And you can. Have you ever walked past someone and gone, meat? Uh, I haven't, but I've always been able to tell if somebody's on antibiotics. Oh my god, what? Yeah. From sniffing them? Yeah. Alexa. I mean, not like going up to them and kind of... Um, that's The fuck? Weird. Talk, talk more about this. There's certain antibiotics like amoxicillin that make you genuinely smell a bit different. It's it's. I think it's something to do with ketosis. I'm not totally What does sure. ketosis mean? It's just the way your body processes certain sugars and right. carbs. Um, and then there's something that when you take antibiotics, it kind of, you just smell different. And so, yeah, sometimes I'm on a tube carriage and I'm like, which one of you is ill? Wow. I have never heard that. Ah. Is it because, because you're massively into dogs? I am actually a dog. Yeah. Yeah. They can sniff cancer and yeah, death. Yeah, yeah. Do I you mean, think I... you're sniffing cure people? I mean, oh my God. Do you think you've caught a sort of 18th sense I think, of dog, yeah, I think dog pain maybe sniffing. I've just finally inhaled too much dog hair and mm. I've actually become one of them. Mm-hmm. And now I can actually sense. It's amazing if you are a dog because I didn't sniff that on you at all. <laughs> so I'm, I'm anything, I've got the opposite of your sniffing superpower. <laughs> Can't even tell when I'm having lunch with a dog. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Let's talk about the athlete stuff. Did you used to do some mixed martial arts? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, you've done so many badass things with your body. I tried out a bunch of different martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked quite physical contact stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to horse ride when I was younger. I just like that kind of... I do like there to be an element of peril. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what that says about my relationship with the world, but I do like there to be a strong chance that I could be maimed or killed. It's fucking cool. So you've done hobbies. lots of like riding beasts, f- fighting beasts, yeah, beasts, and dangling from shit up high, yeah. And um, so does that mean have you done other gung ho things like um, bungee jumping and mm-hmm. yeah, rock I did climbing it. and stuff? Yeah, uh, I did a bungee jump. Dressed as a dinosaur, because um, why not? Um, and you didn't die, obviously. Clearly, yeah. Um, bungee jumping's great. <coughs> it's really good. Kiss my dick. <laughs> Sorry, Alexa's mum. <laughs> no, I'm mid-tempering, kiss my dick. Bungee jumping's great. 
Let's start with the fighting stuff then. Mm-hmm. Did you, um, and you've done some like, I don't know whether you call it strength training, body building, mm-hmm. one of those things, powerlifting. You've probably done all of those things, have you? Mm-hmm. I've done a bunch of that. So I want to know about um, eating and how, the, especially like getting to quite extraordinary levels of those things, fitness-wise yeah. and even competition level and stuff. What does that mean and what has that meant in terms of eating? And especially with the vegan slum, are they? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously people are always, there's that stereotype of, where do you get your protein from? It's mm. the same place all heard before. Animals get their protein from yeah. uh, plants. And, um, yeah, I think I've always been quite conscious of eating enough protein to let my body recover. Right. Um, because I'm aware of my own limitations. Explain that, though, because I don't think people necessarily understand what they mean by recover. Do you mean mm. because when you're doing that sort of exercise, you tear your muscles up? Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to build muscle, you are essentially doing micro tears to it and then... Yeah. Hoping it, you know, grows back a bit bigger stronger. and stronger. Yeah. Well, that's, bigger and that's stronger. A, that was a very, very basic description of what happens. But oh, yeah. really? So, Do you understand it in more detail? Because you can explain it. I'm not saying I I'll get it, but other people think I, I wouldn't want to because mm. I'm aware that there will be actual nutritionalists and, um, you know, fitness people listening to this who are just like, she is wrong and she is vegan, so therefore she is ah. very wrong. Well, Yeah. I suppose you don't need to understand it more deeply than that. Mm. You're smashing it down to build it back stronger. Mm. Amazing, isn't it, really? Um, but, like, in terms of eating, if you're training for something like that where you need to be really strong, tell me, like, the sort of things that you'd eat on a day where you're training. And would you supplement with, like, dusts and stuff? Dust, dust, just dust. Um, I have quite a fixed routine with my food because <gasps> it is what makes me feel better and I love hearing about fixed routines tell us it so my fixed routine is that I will start every day where possible with um a protein smoothie I have used the same protein powder supplement for a long time now which is um am I allowed to say brands yeah yay um vivo life who are really great British company actually who do some very nicely nutritionally um balanced things and they're also very into um reducing plastic and doing compostable situations so amazing i'm a big supporter of their company and and they do protein supplements yeah so they do sort of smoothie yeah so they do um a range called perform which is what i use which is their protein powder right which contains um about 25 grams of protein per serving. Shit, that's loads, actually, isn't it's, it's it? It's a pretty decent amount. Yeah. Um, and it also contains um, BCAAs, branched-chain amino acids, which are really great for kind of just supporting, mm-hmm. like, healthy and fitness things, especially. Uh, and it contains, like, digestive enzymes as well, like natural ones, like yeah. papaya and pineapple and turmeric and things. Right. So it's a really nice, but it also doesn't taste like misery. Shit. Yeah. which is really something. So important, isn't it? It's, I mean, so many, like, non-vegan that brown rice mm. protein yeah. dust. Fucking gross. Yeah. Just makes everything taste of yeah. carpet. You're just not sure if it's actual But the pea one, fit, yeah. might as well not be there. If yeah. anything, it's just making everything a bit creamier. Yeah. So uh, Vivo Life use uh, pea and hemp. Nice. Proteins. Yeah. Okay, I'm scared um, of hemp just because of the name, really. Yeah, it's it makes a, me think it's going to taste like it somebody's turn aunt's trousers. You into a hippie. 
Um, but it's it's just a really nice kind of balanced blend of protein, which mm. kind of means your body can use utilize it quite nicely. Cool. Um, but it also tastes pretty good. And I mix that up with a big old wad of kale. Mm. Um, Frozen. No, actually, I get it. I get um, there's a great little shop near me that just sells a massive bag of it. Nice. And I just tear it off the big stems that it comes in. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it keeps it fresher for longer as well. And you get the big long stem. Yeah. Um, can I say where you live in South East London? You can. Yeah, in Sydenham. Yes. So is it the, um, is it one of those, oh, like, yeah, it's one of the amazing big... corner shops that yeah. does loads of fruit and yeah. veg, like there are all brilliant. over South East London Yeah, still. really brilliant. Aren't they great? And open 24 hours, so mm. I do quite often buy kale at 3am, like a legend. What a hero. Who's <laughs> coming in for their crack and condoms? No, I'll have some kale, please. Yep, that's me. You're mm. single-handedly ruining an area of South East London. By being One woman extremely single. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, it is me again. <laughs> extremely seductive purchase of just kale. <laughs> Mm. Oh, Alexa. <laughs> I need you to pop in there and get some Johnnies just to throw them off the scent. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll accidentally find love in there. Oh, please no. Yeah. <laughs> Love's probably the wrong word, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Okay, so that's how you start the day. Yep. I'll do that. Um, and then uh, throughout the day, I will... Um, I tend to sort of snack. If I'm going to have protein snacks, um, I tend to resort, partially because I do also work for them, but mm-hmm. Nibble Protein, mm-hmm. who are um, really great because they're very low sugar. So yeah. unlike pretty much any other of the, the natural protein bites. They... You got me some on my birthday. Mm, yes. They're really nice. It's mini brownies, mm-hmm. like little discs. Yeah. Again, no one's advertising anything on here at the moment. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It get, it's making it look like something you want to eat. Just got soft. Close your eyes and go on with it. It does taste lovely. Mm. Yeah. But it's great because so many of the the protein balls and snacks yeah. are made with dates, which are super sweet. Mm-hmm. And so Nibble use a dried plum puree instead, oh, which nice. is about 40% less sugar than dates. It's really... A just... date-free vegan protein snack, lads. Amazing. Get really. involved. Get involved. So Shit. I'd... I will smash into that through the day. And it's great because it's little small discs, as mm. you said, so you don't feel like you're kind of having to yeah. gnaw on a sort of fist-sized lump of squashed-up date and yeah. nut. Uh, honestly, I don't know many vegans who aren't dated out. Mm-hmm. Mm. That could be... Too much. I'm trying to think of a joke about first dates, and I'm just going to leave it. I can't think of one of that <laughs> Am I fired from comedy? <laughs> even trying right you've had your snack oh, yeah. what's happening to you at lunchtime come but on the days when you're not coming here mm, i it depends what i'm doing if i am not training i will try and purposefully keep it a bit lighter right because quite often for me the temptation is if i'm out and about and working or whatever mm. then i will just grab some sort of sandwich mm. situation yeah um if i'm not like dashing about and working out, I will try and keep it lighter and usually have like a miso soup or something and maybe yeah. like sort of some proteiny snacks. So you don't get too snoozy in the afternoon. Yeah, and also just because if I get into the habit of just always having a full meal at yeah. lunch, then then there's only kind of one way for that to go when I then need more when I'm training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I see. Right, right, right. Because then yeah. I'll just end up kind of going, oh, bring me another... I'll have two full lunches tofurky. at lunchtime. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate tofurky. Mm. That's the joy of being able to mention brands. It's so what you like on a podcast. They'll yeah. rule them out as a fucking sponsor ever. Amazing. It just has a particular taste to it. Something's not quite right. And the ham that they make. Oh. Whoa. Oh, I didn't, they've managed to make it gritty. <laughs> How? What, what is in there that's gritty? It's like this kind of gristle. And I'm like, have you also... Oh, that's not the bit you're meant to be emulating from the real life meat. Have also recreated the bone? Oh! <laughs> that's not what we want. That's such a good point, isn't it? The idea that actually you could create all the absolutely terrible bits of meat. No. Just a tiny little crunchy, <laughs> tiny little shard of bone that used to get in a real life sausage. Real life. Real death. Real death. Real death sausage, as oh, you call real yeah. sausages. That's a great name for a band. Real death sausage. <laughs> um, all right. That, and so, and then, but then if you're not going to have a big lunch, then what, you're having a big dinner instead? Mm-hmm. Nice. I... I'm trying to consciously cook a bit more. Right. Um, it's not always easy because I'm quite often out of the house and I will just usually um, grab something delicious um, from somewhere. But if I am cooking, then quite often it is very, very lazy cooking because yeah. um, I do a lot of freezer stuff because yeah. it's quick and it's easy for me and there's less waste for me because I'm yeah. on my own. Um, I'll buy so, I love um, cooking for myself. Literally fine with that, everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually very happy about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I'll, I do sometimes do the whole kind of, you know, the fake Linda McCarty meat stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely cool with that. I'll have that with um, some sort of carb situation and yeah. a bunch of veg. And Lush. That'll just be a really simple lap dinner they do like a little tiny pie Linda McCartney it's not called tiny pie but that's really nice and vegan mm-hmm. I've had most great of that range it's great has eating or food ever featured in any of your songs there's definitely stuff about eating um for sure um I want um Singing while eating. I've had a couple of roles where I've had to oh, eat really? while singing, which is his. Opera? Oh, yeah. It's very How the fun. fuck are you going to... What it's, the fuck? You've just got to accept that it is going to be on you. Oh, wow. <laughs> or the person you're singing with. But I was delighted once to do a, um, a thing where I had to sing and the, the whole scene was about kind of... The, it was Don Giovanni. Yeah. And Don Giovanni is seducing Zelina by showing her how big his castle is um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, and he's offering kind of all these fancy things like sorbet and chocolate and wine and so they, the director was like yeah hey, let's have sorbet let's have actual sorbet oh, and I had stayed the amazing moment of stage management coming up and asking what flavour sorbet I would like oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm not a diva but I got to sit there and go mango please nice and then these poor <laughs> assistant stage managers running out and finding a mango sorbet and then I would try and eat it because it was delicious and I'd try and smash the whole thing before I had to sing my next line <laughs> so I, just a lesson in eating really fast I, I wasn't always successful sometimes I looked like I had rabies 
do you still want to seduce me now? Oh, <laughs> nice. Very beautiful. What, because he just splattered in tiny orange? Mm-hmm. Just, just shoved it in my mouth. How? I don't understand how they were expecting you to do that. I can acting fine because in real life, if you're around people you're comfortable with, oh, it depends on who you are in your class yeah. and all that shit, but I wouldn't <clears throat> care less about speaking with a bit of food in my mouth or whatever. Like you could do it in that, but in a in a singing situation, mm-hmm. your mouth literally becomes a projector. Yeah. Like a fire cannon, Mm. like a firework cannon. Yep. (laughs) Jesus. Wish I'd seen that. Um, Also, am I right thinking you've got quite a few ailments? (laughs) (laughs) Not just social ones. Not just (laughs) social... Just got it, sorry. Um, Yeah. Have you got lupus? Mm Mm-hmm. And arthritis? Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm, the arthritis is kind of part of having lupus. Oh, I see. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Essentially with lupus, which is an autoimmune condition. Yeah. Uh, that means that the body produces antibodies against its own cells. Fuck. Um, which is really helpful. Um, oh. <laughs> do some work, mate. Um, so it's just, it's, <laughs> it's very, very eager. It's like a dog bringing you all the, the wrong things. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> don't the bring dead the, bird. Don't bring the bomb yeah. to me. <laughs> Take it away. Oh. Um, so yeah, I, I've had that for years and years. Um, it's, I'm remarkably lucky. It's been incredibly managed. It's, yeah. I've had really great doctors on it and I was lucky enough to be diagnosed very quickly. Right. Um, most people take years to get diagnosed really? and I was very fortunate I think I just happened to have a, a doctor that had been to a course or something and had noticed that it was the same symptoms he'd been told to look out for so he just ticked an extra box on a blood test form wow um so yeah that was really cool um that was back in the day when there was still quite a lot on google about life expectancy which oh, was a little shit. bit awkward um for lupus mm, yeah no um initially they used to always say that it was, you know, it would reduce life expectancy and it was because people took so long to get diagnosed. There was often, this is, you know, a long time ago, everybody, it is fine now. Um, and they would say about, you know, 10 years from diagnosis. Which was, Do you think that's part of, I mean, to me, it sounds like a pretty textbook reason why someone would choose a life of quite dangerous physical activity. Well, I mean, I guess maybe psychologically. My life might be slightly shorter. I'm going to live it to the absolute maximum possible. Maybe. But I mean, I think since then I've become aware that actually it really isn't that kind of sentence at all. It's come along so far. Amazing. And the treatment for it has. So it's. um, I don't understand. You'll have to um, complete more on this. So do you have to explain to me whether the, it, there'll be bad times and good times? Is it like Absolutely, that? Absolutely, yeah. And um, is is the sort of is there a cyclical nature to that, or is it completely your the fates? It's pretty random. Um, I have noticed um, there is a bit of a cycle pattern just by looking back at things like things like Facebook memories. And as, as toxic as Facebook really? is, I can look back over years and yeah. see like historically, you know maybe six times out of 10, I have been having some sort of flare up at a certain time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can notice that and it's quite interesting. Right. So weather yeah. can affect it. Weather or just stress or things, right. you know, when I've been, if I've had a sort of, you know, a periodically kind of 
time where I'd normally be doing like a lot more work or something, then yeah. the stress might trigger something. Right. But, I mean, it, it is remarkably well controlled. I'm very, I'm very lucky. That's amazing. And is it? Is there anything? Does it affect eating, drinking in any way at all? Um, I've just I found out that the only thing you really genuinely meant to avoid is um like alfalfa. Sprouts, oh, like live, yeah, thing, live salad. The kind, they, yeah, the kind of things like wheatgrass and things like that that actually stimulate the immune system. It's ah. quite bad because like echinacea is meant to be quite bad as well. Because technically, if you stimulate the immune system, then it just gets a bit busier, killing right. off all the cells that are already oh, gone. Oh God! <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so infuriating. But in a way, I'm very glad, at least from an eating point of view, that it doesn't scup you for mm. anything like that. And booze doesn't have any... You're not a massive drinker anyway, are you? Not a massive drinker. So, um, and that doesn't... Have, that's nothing to do with any of that. No. Nope. That's good. That's good, mate. Great, right? Woohoo! <laughs> um, but I noticed when you're gearing up for some performing that you don't drink very much. No. Is that to do with your energy or does that to do with your voice? It's just I'm I'm finding it or harder just... and harder to recover from a from right. a big one, mate. Um, oh really? Oh, from a booze bender. <laughs> if I have big, a, if I have a bit of a bender, job. then right. it takes me so long now to recover that I'm just like hey, this is not worth it. Right. It really isn't. Oh, we're just getting old, aren't we? Yeah, basically. It's bad, isn't Which it? Which is fine. That's totally cool. I tell you what's worse than that is that off the back of the Edinburgh Fringe, where I was not wild, I had mm. my kid up for virtually the entire thing. So I didn't have any... I had one one night uh, at the very beginning before I had him, one night at the very end where I didn't get home until about half two, three. But in Edinburgh terms, if you're listening, oh, that that's is early. really early. Like, And then every other night, you know... I, I, but I had a drink. This is what's funny about it. So because I wasn't hitting it hard, I wasn't out, out. And that's the way, to, I think, to do it uh, and stay sane and do your best show or whatever. <clears throat> but um, I still drank enough more than normal life just on a of an evening, you know, mm. share a bottle of wine, whatever, yeah. and then maybe have a gin, you know, be like, oh. But um, now my booze tolerance is, for me, very high, which not necessarily like... In the moment, yeah. I'm not. I'm very quick to feel drunk, but I'm not getting those terrible hangovers, yeah. which I think is a great. slippery fucking slope. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Slash slippery slope. <laughs> that's fantastic. Let's it's have... one of those where it's like, oh, I've noticed that. <laughs> Mama needs to remember to have three or four nights off the latch a week. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Oh, okay, so I'm going to ask you this because you said that thing earlier about how quickly you could eat the sorbet. Oh, God. Um, I wanted to ask, I start asking guests generally this, but do because do you think there are things, food things, which are fundamentally meant to be eaten particularly fast or slowly like is there anything you eat particularly fast or particularly slowly um oh well i mean i think obviously like you're meant to eat like oysters fast aren't you yeah not that i would i know there's a whole vegan are they aren't they for oysters but i eat oysters without any guilt at all yeah well i don't really know what they are but i never liked them when i tried them so no um, if you don't like them don't eat them especially they're bivalves but i think they're just um in abundance slash being added to lots of, certainly lots of the British coastline to mm. really nourish that bit yeah. of sea again. So they're a really good thing to add in. Yeah. And you pay for them. So, I mean, just all the way along the line, they, you pay what you should for them, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, maybe let's talk about actually, so if, what, so yeah, you eat those quickly. I don't know. I think like, I remember my ex, um, um, Mikey's saying that he thinks of a Snickers as being something you should smash down. And it's true, actually. Yeah. There's something about, like, that's for someone who needs a, some protein and sugar and yeah. fat now. Right now. It's not really, maybe it's how it's been marketed. Yeah. But I would never think, oh, savour the Snickers. I did used to do the thing where I ate it very carefully by kind of nibbling all the chocolate. With the Snickers? Yeah. Because oh, you are, a I do, and yeah, I do that with like Mars bars and stuff as well. When I used to have those, like you talk us through your process with so a Mars bar. You've got, before you, you know, you have this those. lovely kind of chocolate structure. So yeah, <laughs> obviously, it's not the most chocolatey chocolate. That's fine. You have the structure, so you you carefully nibble away at the the, the long walls, and then you, <laughs> then you maybe turn it over and uh, you know attend to the bottom of it, which is right. A, it's a little more fragile there, so you might end up having to bite off a bit more of the nougat. Yeah, and then then you work your way into the nougat. You have a little nougat next that. is caramel, and then last, you're, is it? you're left with this very long kind of strip of caramel and or peanuts, Whoa. and then you just inhale that. Do you roll it up and pop it in as a ball, or do you try and put it in no. in this sort of flaccid, yeah, oblong well, it's state? It's not that flat. I usually try and have if I was doing it. I mean, obviously, I don't anymore. But Do if you I... fr- fridge, would you put the yeah, chocolate? Yeah, this is out the fridge, is it? Well, I used to. I think you're going to get some chocolate purists on your yeah. ass. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I don't eat them anymore anyway, so it's fine. And also, it's really not technically chocolate, I don't think, in that. Don't eat them anymore because you're vegan. Are you vegan for the sort of animal love or the environment or both? Bit of both. I went vegan because I was having just guilt issues about eating and it was affecting my enjoyment of eating, basically. Guilt issues environmentally? Um, Mainly animals, actually. Mm. I'd just become suddenly very aware that I was getting all very kind of high and mighty like on social media about kind of how cruel certain things were and then just not applying it to the same kind of cruelty kind of you know like food manufacturing stuff yeah yeah yeah. animal like so like like normal kind of like cruelty and like oh fox hunting terrible oh Oh, i see eating eating dogs and cats is terrible oh halal is terrible but then i'd be like smashing a steak and been like, oh, I feel a bit sorry for the cow, but, you know. And then one day I just went, oh, I can't really marry that in my head anymore. It's a beautifully articulated um, 
journey into it, you know. I've not I don't think I've heard one exactly like that. Yeah. Um, but it was literally because it was affecting my enjoyment of eating and I like eating. Yeah. Like, I really love eating. I enjoy food. And I was getting to the stage where I'd be having a bit of cheese or something and then looking at it and going, oh, I'm really sorry, cow. Yeah. And my ex was just like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Just stop beating yourself up about it and spoiling enjoying your food. Like either... Yeah. Either don't Make the eat decision this stuff to disconnect. And eat things you can or, enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's so interesting. And how did you find the transition then? I was really, I genuinely didn't really think about it. I don't, I have, I know a lot of people who have kind of like a date that they went vegan. And um, I went veggie first, mm. like hardly noticed. Um, yeah. And then from there, it just kind of happened. It was just vegan. I wasn't eating dairy already particularly just because it didn't really agree with me God, it's so int- i remember it was so long ago now and um and i've kind of come away again from it into a much more flexible situation but i still try and be mostly vegan most of the time but yeah. i know i'm not allowed the term because of that that's fine but you I, do what um, works for you yeah exactly but i do remember and i'd forgotten it but i do remember in those very early days going oh i have a vegan day and weirdly probably the first sort of five maybe even ten times i tried that i'd be like oh fuck i've just had yeah do you know what i mean and yeah. i would have been like oh there was a f- fucking yogurt in that or yeah. or whatever oh, there's whey in that bloody thing or you know and actually it did probably take me a few False starts to, or, or do you know what? It probably just took me an actual thoughtful sit down, yeah, and a bit of meal planning rather than going, I'll do it today, and then realize yeah. you fucked it I up. I just, by it just, just happened. I didn't yeah. make a thing about going, Well, today I'm only going to eat this. Should it we was try just, these puds? Yeah, sorry, carry on. It's all right, yeah. So it just happened really naturally, and yeah, I think I had to learn to cook. Right. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really cook when I was eating meat because you don't really have to if you're doing that. No. You just cook some meat. Um, oh, they smell nice. This is vegan fruity flapjack cookies. Excellent. The company appears to be called Vegan. Oh, Northumbrian fine foods. <laughs> well, they do look nice. Let's have a look at they you. They smell really nice you anyway. little golden beast. They smell fucking good. Ooh. It smells like they've recently been put in the packet, Aldi. Well mm. done. Well done, Aldi. Mmm. Mmm. I'm into them. Mmm. They've got a lush texture, haven't they? They've got a nice, quite, not moist, but, <laughs> um, you know, not dry. Vegan fruity flapjack cookies. I'm into this. Oh, Aldi, you've done really well. Mmm. Yeah, it doesn't even need dunking. Yeah. Well done. Good work. There I went. And then let's try some bean kind, vegan friendly fine chocolates with pink Himalayan sea salt caramel truffles. Oh my. 2% cocoa. Wowza. Yeah? Let's do this. Okay. Oh, I'm going to ask you something else that's quite hard to pick the packet open, Alexa. <clears throat> I know you don't drink very much, but hangover, what are you having? Oh, man. It depends where I am. Um, if there's... Uh, an amazing um, in Brooklyn, um, New York. There's a fantastic diner called Champs Diner. Wow. Who do the filthiest goddamn breakfast food. Oh, really? Yeah. They, Champs Diner. Oh, they do this eggs benedict thing with that. It's kind of 
tofu type egg Ooh. thing and hollandaise sauce and it is oh, absolutely wow. dirty as hell and nice i did a proper winnie the pooh happy dance while i was eating it oh if i start doing that then you know it's a good one these chocolates look lush they look like legit chocolates. They oh, do like handing it to me chocolates. like I'm a horse. Thank you. I handed it to you like you were a horse. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My upturned palm. Yes, well, you know, you I did, might... She didn't eat it out of my palm. I couldn't reach, Jess. Sorry. <laughs> right, it's, it's going in. Mm. Are you whole? Oh, I no, half. I, I, half. Wanna, I want to half it. I'm going in whole. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon I should. Yeah, mm. well, we've got, mm. a run... we've got a runny inside. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, look at that little bit. That, the cocoa. Mmm. No palm oil. Nice. Fuck me. For something so ethical, this is nice. Mm. I kind of feel like if I ate another couple of these, then I would be able to see time. (laughs) (laughs) They're intense, aren't they? They are fucking intense. They are full on. Well done, Mm. Andy. That is really nice. I'm getting for presents, they're in a nice box and they're everything. They're very pretty. Fuck. Oh, I'm really impressed. Mm. Also, okay. caramel inside is really smoky, isn't mm. it? Toasty, smoky. Not too sickly because it's chop. Yep. Dark chocolate. That is strong work, Aldi. I approve. Oh, for Aldi. Have you always had a good relationship with Eatim? Um, I think everyone's had quite variable relationships, haven't they? Especially women. Um, yep. Yeah, I've. I think my tendency has often been on the the binging side of eating. Mm. Me too. I think so. I think there's a there's a real, and it still exists in me. There's a real habit. If it's if I have something, I've got very sweet tooth, mm-hmm. and if there is something delicious like a cake or something, in my brain, I will eat the whole thing. Mm. Um, and in my brain, that means that because it's gone faster, then it, it means that I won't eat it again, which... It's funny, is isn't it? The very, psychology of that very random. Just like, oh, well, if I've got all of that packet. But if I eat it all now, then it means that I won't binge on it tomorrow. It does this... That um, makes no It's sense. a future thing. Yeah, it does. Your brain does this future thing. I think... Um, I think some historic diet, you know, lots of historic dieting certainly made that worse for me because that's the psychology you go into mm. in diet culture as well. Yeah. If you're in a spiral of I'll that. I'll start that you, tomorrow. Yeah. I'll start that. And, mm. and, and you'll do it where you'll have one tiny thing that you weren't meant to have had mm-hmm. in your rules. That's it then. And you'll be like, well, I've done that, so I might as well fuck it hard yeah. and literally put as much in as I can. <laughs> and then you go, oh, because then tomorrow's the real clean start and it'll only really be worth it if I've absolutely done my physical best to put the maximum amount away yeah, today. if I make sure that I have cleaned that cupboard out yeah. of double stuff Oreos, then, <laughs> then we're all good. Yeah. And then what I'll do is just buy more. <laughs> it's boggling, isn't it? And it's such a... I don't know, but I feel like it's part of the human condition mm. generally, even outside of eating. I think it's just symptomatic of a, a bigger human thing that we seem to do where we go. It's about looking forward to things. And it's mm. about how this, the positive side of it, I say, maybe is that you, you do, you know, the idea of a thing is so often so much better than the thing. Mm. And so, of course, the idea of some kind of if 
regime or, you know, healthy, fresh new you is exciting. But even on work things, you you know, tomorrow, I'm going to start writing. I stopped doing this years ago, but I used to. I'm going to write a sitcom tomorrow morning. Mm. You know, I'm going to start writing. I'm going to write the most amazing thing in the whole world. And you're like, well, why don't you just say I might brainstorm yeah. ideas for an hour in between yeah, the why don't I just write a few words yeah. now? I've got a laptop in front of me. Why yeah, don't I just time. sit and do that? Yeah, it's that. I'm going to do the enormous achievement tomorrow. Just and now it stops, re- you, stops you living in your life in yeah. the moment. And now to reward myself for thinking I'm going to do that tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to eat a packet of party rings. Yes. <laughs> and or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old party rings. Vegan. Are they? Vegan friendly. Are they Yeah, they're friendly? one of the vegan friendly ones. Well, if you want one, I've got a box up there. Please do not let me touch them because okay. I'll just inhale them. And the purple food colouring makes me wild. Does it? Very wild. You've got sensitivity to purple food colouring, I didn't the know The lilac that, food colouring. and Really? And, yeah. And what blue. happens to you? Like the Hulk? I just, yeah, I know. I just go really wild. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you say I go really wild. What, do you beat people up? No, no. Angry just... though, or um, No, no, hyper. like hyper wild. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Do you need to just quickly sort of pop on a treadmill? Um, I I haven't found a cure yet for when it happens, so I just try and avoid it. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, I think I just need to tie myself out of it. But... God, I've never heard that before. Five second rule, yes or no? Oh yes. I mean, it depends where I am, but you know, if I'm outside somewhere, probably not. Fine. That's not unreasonable. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um, I'm assuming this is going to be quite weird from you. For me? Yeah, um, I feel like you're quite adventurous food-wise. I don't know. I've not had... Like, I... Growing up, I had very, very, you know, just very safe food tastes. We didn't really cook much. Where did much. you grow up? Uh, Cumbria. Lovely. Um, but, yeah, we didn't really... By safe, do you mean mainly British food? Yeah, just very bit. I never... I'd never had any takeaway food until I left home. Really? So... That's quite... Cool. It off. was quite cool because it was Health-wise. it kind of meant that, you know, at eighteen I got to this very kind of oh wow, you can have Indian food. It's <laughs> spicy. Um so I got to try all these brand new foods. I don't know if yeah. I like I'd never even I'd never Where bothered did you go to, to uni? Try, uh Glasgow. Oh wicked. Yes. And so yeah, I suddenly had all these options available mm. that I could just try and I wasn't hugely adventurous. Um, but then, I don't know, I just suddenly started, especially once I went veggie, mm. I just started trying more things out. But I don't think I've had anything completely insane. Maybe I have on some fancy restaurant menu. Yeah. Have you been to any really good, um, have you had any really amazing fine dining as a vegan? Yeah, Vanilla Black is, oh, is really, really good? fab. It's very interesting. He's always um, trying out new ideas is it all vegan no it's um, primarily vegetarian but he has pushed more vegan um in the last few years right the last time um the only time i've had food there actually i was still vegetarian um and i had the sort of dessert that genuinely rendered me speechless (laughs) Uh, tell us about it i have never reacted like that to food it was incredible um it was kind of it was like a kind of almost like a really really fancy like syrupy rice crispy cake Ooh. with this kind of white chocolate and there was this kind of um 
mushroom element in it and it was all creamy and caramelly and had that kind of slightly you know slight a bit of an earthiness to the white Mm. chocolate so it wasn't too cloying and yeah i had a bit of that and just kind of short-circuited like i think my face just stopped working it was incredible um so I'm kind of hoping that they can do a vegan version of that because I'd yeah. quite like to feel like that again. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> a fancy restaurant. Amazing. Um, but yeah, there's some really exciting things happening there. Um, they're great. I love it. Bad news, Alexa, but it looks like someone's robotically weaponized Dominic Cummings. On top of everything else, they've given him laser eyes and three poison fingers. <laughs> myself. The mad scientist responsible has agreed to rein that awful shit in, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, sing Wagner's ring cycle whilst zorbing down a never-ending hill until the whole lot is done. It sounds impossible, but you do it! Of course I do. You're a hero. I'm not a fucking quitter, You're absolutely knackered, obviously, um, but you're in that post- Work out high, you're allowed to shower or whatever, you need to feel human again. I don't want anything to be ethical, healthy, possible, anything, anything you've ever that's possible to conceive of is an option here. I want to know your main prize is the feast of your dreams, what you're eating, what you're drinking, who with and where. Oh man. Um I wouldn't even know where to begin there, but I would probably there's a fantastic um filthy burger joint in Deptford called mm. the Full Nelson. Um, nice. It's all wrestling themed. It's one of the tiniest establishments I've ever been in. Um, you really have to get comfy with everyone. Ah, uh, they amazing. They do the best old-fashioned I've had. It's, Cocktail? Yeah, it's incredible. So that's what you're drinking? That is what I'm drinking and eating. Um, oh. some, of, some of the food will be coming from that because it's uh, insane. Oh, wicked. But the old-fashioned there, they do with a massive wadge of properly burnt orange peel. Oh. Like they, they properly set fire to it in front of you, like nice. a sacrifice. Um, big old chunk of ice that you could probably kill someone with. I mean, it's Deptford. It's <laughs> probably pretty useful. Um, and then nice smoky bourbon. And mm. then they top it with a, a cherry Um that has been a glassy cherry that's been soaked in espresso. <gasps> and if if I'd done some, if I'd touched Dominic Cummings in that way and gotten rid of him, then I would expect a, a bucket load of those goddamn yeah. cherries because they are the best. Are they? Nice. Um, I'd have that and I would probably have, they've got um, deep fried cauliflower wings, mm. like battered cauliflower wings that they call sea bombs, nice. which I feel is an excellent name for a, Very nice. a starter. So I would have that. Um, I would probably have some of their dirty, dirty fries. Because nice. they're great. Um, and, oh my God, for dessert, I would absolutely have um, the best vegan tiramisu I have ever had, which is from, I don't know if it's still in operation, a an actual double-decker bus called Just Fab Italian, um, which used to hang out in Hackney somewhere, um, Bethnal Greenway, but they do a tiramisu, which I could very happily suffocate to death in. Oh, nice. absolute filth, and I am so here for it. Oh, I love it. And um, where are you going for this, and who's going to be there? Oh, um, 
I, I want to eat on my own. Yeah, you know? that's fine. If You'll I be the second person who's only ever said that, and yeah. I really like it when people yeah, do. Yeah, I'm really comfortable eating on my own. And Good. also, I don't really want to be with someone that I want romantic situations with, because I'll probably be eating like an absolute goddamn animal. Yeah. Um, and I want to get that out of the way. And I just like eating on my own. I'm really comfortable with it. I really yeah. just like enjoying the experience myself. Yeah. Uh, where? Um, yeah, I'd just be dotting around. Like I'd probably take the tiramisu somewhere, somewhere outside, and eat it under the stars, and try and avoid the Hackney locals. Maybe. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, smash a bit of that. Perfect. Oh, heaven. You've nailed it, mate. Smashed it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Follow Alexa on everything. If you find her on Instagram, she's there as at Veloperaptor, V-E-L-O-P-E-R-A-P-T-O-R. You'll be able to watch all her killer aerial rope video stuff. Um, She puts it all online. It's so amazing, especially the stuff while she's singing, while she's dangling from a rope. Uh, and you'll also see where she's singing next. Um, the most, uh, if you're listening to this in real time as it's gone out, she's actually performing in Dear Mary Stopes, a very, very, very short opera, uh, but very good one, at King's Place on the 21st of September in the afternoon, I think, and maybe in the evening as well. Come and see Hoovering Live in Manchester on the 13th of October and come and watch my stand-up too. Uh, you can find out all about uh, my stand-up. I'm usually tooting about it on Twitter, at Jessica Fosterkew, and you can contact me through my website as well where everything's listed jessicafosterq.com and follow the podcast please do it's at the hoovering pod it has a life of its own on all of social media thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway until next week happy hoovering even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.